Okay, okay. Welcome to House of Sport. It's really just House of Strauss talking sports. That's really all that's going on, ladies and gentlemen. I am going to invite up Waz, Big Waz. Let's get him on, invite him to speak. I never understand the technology. Waz, 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 is your mute button off? It's off. It's off. What's up, brother? Ah, ah, nothing much. I'm excited. Tom Haberstroh told me that he cracked a beer, which is pretty crazy for that southern dad <laughs> out there. It's damn near midnight up there. I mean, I, we might get some takes. We might get some takes that we usually don't get from old straight-laced Tom Haberstroh. I'm very curious about it. But Waz, thanks for joining. I feel strange about this one. It feels like we are the violinists on the Titanic, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Why do you say that? I say it. I say it because it's just, you know, Woj and Shams, every other guy, it's he's uh, the the protocols and he's out and there's this building sense. I talk to people in the league and they feel like it's enveloping them. Like it's, it's everywhere. And I don't know if it's a Omicron. I'll never be able to, pronounce it correctly it, it sounds like an israeli prominent prime minister to me the new variant or if it's the other variants or what and so it's this very interesting challenge to these sports was and i i, I was I, I was amused because i read the nfl's statement their protocol and it just seems like a lot of flim flam it just seems to be a lot of uh, security theater with not actually telling you what exactly they're doing and my favorite at the end from the nfl the NFL statement. <laughs> All of these changes are grounded in our data and science-backed approach with safety, our number one goal for the entire NFL community. That just amused me. Is that really, really, NFL? Really? Is that the goal? <laughs> <laughs> I, it, look, it, it's, it's so funny because I can remember March of 2020, April of 2020, because, you know, I have so so much family and friends that are still in New York City and the accounts that you were getting of just like, you know, my friend lives in Brooklyn and he's just like, bro, the ambulance cars don't stop driving through my neighborhood. Like it's nonstop, like like literally traumatic. Right. Like they're burying people in like open fields and type of stuff. Like it was literally traumatic experience what happened in New York specifically around that time, right? Like that was the reality. Like nobody knew what to do. Nobody knew how this thing got transferred. Nobody knew what the long-term effects were. Nobody understood what the short-term effects were. There was so much that we did not know. And so people were legitimately panicked, right? Um, I feel like we're treating a Marion, <laughs> which is what us in the community <laughs> have decided to name this thing. We're treating a Marion <laughs> exactly the way we treated COVID back in March of 2020, which doesn't jibe with the reality of our situations now. Yeah, it, there's the muscle memory is what it feels like. I'm going to bring Tom on to uh, to additionally talk about it. Tom might feel differently. Yeah, handsome Tom Haberstroh. And, you know, Amin might feel differently. You know, what I'm learning was is that our friend Amin, a bit of a Larry David germaphobe, that's what I, I forget sometimes. Mm, got you. <laughs> you know, he's, I think, more of the lock it down mentality. We were doing some arguing a little bit on the uh, on, on Tom and Amin's podcast. And I feel like it's one of those things where neither of uh, the reason Amin and I are so great together is neither of us listen. So we're just talking at each other. <laughs> <laughs> 
Tom. Is that your assessment, Tom Habershow? <laughs> Uh, sorry, I'm uh, I'm a little distracted right now. Waz and uh, Ethan, I'm a little distracted. I'm um, sitting here in my office, just uh, watching on loop Alperin Shane Goon highlights. Oh God! A little distracted right now. Oh, we're gonna get a take out of Waz right now about NBA hipsterism. You you know what's so crazy? Look at footwork, man. Oh, Ethan, you know what's so funny is that so much of the shit that I see now (laughs) happening on the internet and particularly to NBA Twitter is shit that you started pointing out to us when you became. You and your work became more famous. You were just like, yo, like people just say shit, just take shit that I say and just run with it. Like, it really doesn't matter what I say. Like, like reality kind of doesn't matter at a certain point when it comes to the internet. Because somebody tweeted me and was like, yo, how come so many media people like are talking about Shangoon? And I'm like, and, and I'm not, I'm literally not even talking about the Shangoon dude as a player. I'm just like, yo, if you're a listener and you feel like, You've been hearing about this Shangoon kid like at a disproportionate rate or like the enthusiasm for disproportionate is because like media dudes, like you got to find a way to separate yourself and sound smart. So like being like, yo, I'm really into Shangoon right now. (laughs) Right. Like It's like I'm really into drinking charcoal right now. You know what I'm saying? Like who knows if drinking charcoal has any you know, like actually healing properties to it. Who knows? Like, that's not really the point. The point of telling as many people as possible this is to signal like, I'm on some shit. I'm on the cutting edge. I'm on another way. That's all I was saying. And it turned into Rockets people thinking I was talking shit about this kid who I could give a fuck about. (laughs) I mean, I don't know where I should go with it because on the one hand, I want people to think I've got a a toehold into the sports world. But on the other hand, one of the reasons I started my Substack was not to have to have one. So I'm not watching any <laughs> right. Shangoon or however we are pronouncing it. I, I, I'm not. I'm watching. I'm watching the Warriors when I'm on the exercise bike. I'm looking at. I've got the same Twitter follows I used to have. Oh, flex on them a little, little bit. When of you're a, on, are you, is I, that a Peloton or just a, or, uh, a regular exercise uh, bike? It's a Peloton. The uh, Substack <laughs> money's been going. <laughs> oh. Uh, Waz, is that is that the Shangoon of of uh, of, of exercising? Is just letting people know. I don't know. I, I think it might be a little bit past Shangoon at this point. Peloton's weird, man. I can see Samus Fendiari and Andy Liu's stats, and they can see mine. It's a very strange contraption. I don't use it the way it's supposed to be used, wow. though. I mean, my wife loves it. I can't do the participatory exercise. I think it's. I don't know. Maybe it's just being an irascible person. I don't like being told what to do. I don't know about you guys. I don't like it. (laughs) That literally does not surprise me at all. Ethan only trial Sherwood Strauss. Uh, That that doesn't surprise me. I don't even like going on a tour in another country. I I get bored. I get fidgety when the tour guide is saying, okay, let's do this. Let's do that. I don't want to do it. I, uh, I don't know what to attribute it to, but I look, I'll ride, I'll ride, I'll watch a Warriors game. That's how I'll do it. But it's tough. I mean, Tom, you're more situated for it as uh, an East Coast dad. I think for myself, the West Coast games, I used to love it. Love it. 
when I was childless, when the West Coast games would uh, be on. But now it's it's just the timing's not really right for it. I think you know you can you can get in a bunch of games after the kid goes to bed. Is what I'm saying, Tom. Bro, if I'm up at ten thirty, it's a mistake. <laughs> I welcome you to this mistake right here. So, so was was, yes, and, and Tom, I'm curious about your thoughts. I didn't. I don't know if I put it to you this way. What do you do if you're Adam Silver? What do you do? I know what maybe I do, and maybe what I do is something I wouldn't even admit to doing. Um, you know, maybe what I do, it's like maybe I'm treating these positive tests like the uh, like what Trump pretended happened to the vote totals, and I'm just like throwing them in creeks or whatever he said in that crazy debate. I don't know what I'm doing right now because you got the Christmas Day game, the big showpiece. You know. I mean- Look, Ethan, it's it's pretty simple. You know what they do? They do exactly what they did for the bubble. Because I know it's easy for people to f- remember, forget right now. But before the bubble, it was like, yo, what's up with this money grab? This COVID, it's a pandemic. This is unsafe. Like, why are they doing this at all? Like, who cares about money? Blah, blah, blah. And they said, they <laughs> got the players together and said, look, this is what it's going to look like to not play monetarily. This is what it's going to look like to play monetarily. <laughs> so he needs to get everybody together and be like, this is what it's going to cost you for us to be canceling games, not doing Christmas, doing stoppages, all of that. And here's what it's going to do to just be like, look, we riding through it, period. We're riding through it. Even if we wake up mm. one day and we say, yo, we've seen that as even though this this um this variant is easy more easily transferable people are getting less sick on it we riding through it people asymptomatic we riding through it cuz our players and our owners agreed we don't want to take the financial hit we're all double vaxxed triple vaxxed that was the entire point of getting these damn vaccines so was so that even if we contracted it we don't die or we aren't irreparably harmed from the virus and we're moving on and that's what they did with the bubble. They was like, yo, we we can't not do this. We're going to go as hard as we can to do it. I, I mean, can half in the bag Tom stay irreparably? Is that he's going to pull it off right now? Is he going to be able to do it? <laughs> <laughs> irreparably. <laughs> Yes, it's uh, it's it's quite the it's quite the conundrum. I just think it would be so, it would be so NFL versus NBA if the NBA was respectful of the rules. They can't. can't If they listened to the public health officials, if they tested guys up and down, and then all of a sudden they shut it down because that was the safest thing to do, and then the NFL added a third game on Christmas and just said, "Hey, we're playing three on Christmas. We don't even care." And all the city officials laid down because it's the NFL, and the NFL always gets its way. Uh, (laughs) Here's my question. Here's my question. By the letter of the law, if say Russell Westbrook, because he was in health and safety protocols today. If he was, by the letter of the law, subjected to health and safety protocol for testing positive, I'm assuming he did, just hypothetically, the NBA says you got to isolate for 10 days. You're telling me that on Christmas morning, Russell Westbrook is going to sit in a room by himself. If he's not playing on Christmas Day, he's going to sit in a room by himself and not celebrate Christmas with his family. Ten nine days into a protocol, that's absurd. You really think that's going to happen? It's absurd. Um, it's I, you absurd. know what I'm hearing from Tom? Maybe you're hearing similar stories. Is you got the G League showcase coming up? I'm hearing from NBA ops guys. 
my favorite, you know, the NBA opsters. And they're saying, look, look, buddy, uh, if, if I'm in Vegas and they pull out a test, I'm backing away and I'm getting on a plane. I'm going home. I'm not taking that test. You're not getting me stuck in Vegas for 10 days. You know, that's what I'm hearing. It's <laughs> chaos right now. And again, Ethan, here's the thing that the end, like Adam Silver doesn't understand. Um, this whole player empowerment, whatever shit has to cut both ways. Meaning it's time to use the players as human meat shields when they're doing the, the thing that the public doesn't quote unquote like, because y'all can't do this player, like player empowerment cuts both ways. If the if, if you're for what the players want, if they opt to do some shit that you don't like, the players, guess what, are still empowered. They're doing something that they want. And that's what it needs. That's just that's just the obvious framing. We got with our players. We all agree. This is what we're doing. If you know, freaking media person X is just like, well, the players just they don't understand what's at stake. We have to save them from themselves. It's like, come on, man, are these dudes that deserve their own autonomy and agency to do what they want to do, or are they not? It, it... I'm getting word. This is unconfirmed. Nobody run with it. Well, maybe, but it, like, I'm getting word that the new testing they're all talking about is going to come after Christmas, which makes me laugh. <laughs> it already is I love it. It's amazing. I love it's already, it. They've already come out. Shams, Shams and, and Woj have already reported that the new testing protocols are going to begin December 26th. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do not want to That's the moment oh, when, when Omicron becomes most dangerous, is the 26th. 25th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 25th. 25th. It, this is still. It's yeah. under control still. It's 25th. the Boxing Day disease is what we call it. <laughs> and then, again, Ethan, we can, we can talk about this. Because we're talking about your show. I mean, because we're on your show and salute to the Substacks, we got to keep it real, right? I talked to somebody who was out in Boston and he knows this party promoter type of guy who was putting together the private party type of joints that the NBA was doing during um, last season. Essentially, you set up a party, one guy invites all the girls, all the NBA people come, they got the testing involved, all of this stuff. Um, you know, a bunch of teams in the league were doing it, understanding that, like, these dudes are not going to stay in the crib. Let's make it as safe as possible, right? And I remember talking to this person. They were convinced that the Celtics are the ones who started that outbreak uh, last year because the Celtics were the only ones who do who doing their parties without the testing protocols, right? Which is to just tell you, like, <laughs> these dudes are not scared. Oh, like, it's just to I... tell you, like, the players themselves are not scared of this shit. So if the players come out and say, we don't well, care, this is our lives. We're going to take our shit into our own hands, deal with it, like move on. If you, if you, <laughs> if you look at, I, I heard a similar story was, and if you look at the Celtics roster last year, you can pretty much figure out where that part, who was hosting that party or where that party was happening. <laughs> if, if you, if you want to do any sort of detective work on this one, yeah, go ahead, go, go look at, um, that roster, and when when people started missing games, and when that was, because I heard a similar thing where um, people in the league were talking that there was a specific party where there was a specific get together that all hell broke loose after that, 
And you can look at the teams that they played <laughs> after that, and they started going down with COVID. And it's a similar thing with the mm. um, similar thing with the Chicago Bulls Charlotte game on November 29th is as after that game, just everything, everyone they played just started getting COVID protocols. And of course, we don't have the geno- uh, genomic genomic sequencing available to us. <laughs> <laughs> Genova sequencing? Genova? This is how absurd uh, COVID is. Like, everybody's a freaking scientist now. I kind of feel like we almost need to be because otherwise we just get told by people who completely shift their narratives uh, all the time what to do. You know, sometimes <laughs> we gotta we gotta at least say, hey, wait a second. Like, ask a question or two. Maybe don't present as an authority, but I think it's okay to think critically about these things and to wonder about them. But it does shift. I mean, today it's O- Omicron is 70 times more transmissible than Delta. Hold on, Ethan, before you go on, before you go on, do, yeah. do people not remember the Delta panic? Remember yeah. when Delta was going to kill us? It killed the and greatest it, summer. It killed such a great summer. And it didn't? <laughs> so, like, now we're like, no, Omicron's going to kill us this time. It's like, what is happening? <laughs> like, if we're doing what we're supposed to do, we're getting our booster. We're going in public with our masks on. We're doing what we do. Like, what more do people want? Like, this whole, like, I'm just like, sometimes I watch the discourse online, and I'm just like, I don't know anybody in my life who feels this, or who's actually practicing what they preach online, what people are preaching online. Right. Like, nobody in my life is practicing what online people are preaching. I don't know anybody who's doing it. Hey, and by the way, if anybody listening, if you want to get into the queue, ask a question. If you think we're being too glib, I mean, we're being glib because we're just talking. This app, it lulls you into a false sense of security that you're not in public. <laughs> and this is how people talk in private about these matters, you know. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Draymond was saying something similar. It's like, what more can I do? I'm going to live my life. I want to live my life. Uh, we'll take a question. We'll take a question from JF. Mm, invite to speak. I think I should invite Tom to speak. I'm screwing this whole thing up. Is JF on? Uh, yeah, no. you made me a speaker, not a caller. So yeah, JF is uh, a speaker. I know, I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot, JF. Yeah. Wait, how did I get knocked down? I got <laughs> the tapes were not hot enough, Tom. How did JF get knocked down? Knock you down a peg, Haber, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, shout out to Wise for sharing that story. That would have been like Bossa Nova, like back in the... Uh, kind of dang days for <laughs> yeah. sure. uh, so thanks for that uncensored version of it. I was really interesting. Like I, I had my weekly run about five hours ago and only seven guys showed up um, because two had, oh my God. two mm. had tested positive, two were wait, uh, waiting on test and four had close contact with like, you know, kids or uh, colleagues, friends. Uh I'm in Canada, right? Like, this is insane. Like, we already have, like, the most restrict uh, restrictions outside of, like, probably Australia. Like, we have vaccine passports, uh, you know, masking everywhere, social distancing. So, like, what other moves can the NBA even do? Like, uh, is how close are we from Adam Silver making the players mask during games? Uh, Well... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. How do we get a Kirkland size roll of uh, saran wrap and just you know put it over their face uh, when they enter the game? Hey, Dental dams, I think, is the I way to go. Uh, officially, yeah, according to the Was 
it's, can someone explain to me? I've been watching like the uh, Sierra. What's what's Bronny James's team? Sierra Canyon. Sierra Canyon. Mm-hmm. I've been watching their yeah. highlights, and I can't I can't get over the fact that they're all wearing masks on their under their chin. I, I that's the most absurd bit of security it's, it's, theater. It's yet. one of those. And I think it's. I don't understand. It. What, are you, what are we doing? What are we doing? So, it is. It's. Here's the thing, Ethan. I think I mean not Ethan, Tom. Like what you don't understand about West Coast is that it's the most performatively liberal of the country, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if not out like not actually liberal, right? Um I remember like like all like once the sort of pandemic became politicized and like following the quote unquote science became a marker of how liberal you were um which you know by extension meant how good of a person right. you were or good of a citizen you were out here people started going the hardest with it and so like that's just sort of residual effects of that and you know i don't want anybody listening to this to think that i'm anti-liberal because i am but not in the ways that you might think like I'm, like i'm not conservative right like I, I definitely don't identify with that yeah. you're, you're you're half a communist is what sure. you're trying to insinuate yeah, to sure. i just like these these elite liberals like everything is about making it look a certain way like it looks like you're trying when you put that under your chin at a fucking basketball game and so that's why we're gonna do it um and out and, and like in new york for instance right like as soon as they sort of lifted any restrictions, like, go out. Like, the entire city went out. <laughs> like, everybody went out. They was like, fuck <laughs> these masks. It was, like, absurd, right? Like, no, like there was no yeah. denying the truth of just, like, yo, we're tired of this. Out here, everybody still wants to act like they're performing this, you know, exceptional liberalism. And it's just, sometimes it just looks goofy. And you watching it at home, you're not dumb. You're just like, what What are we doing here? Yeah. Uh, JF, if you want to get back into the caller queue, I, I bounced you just to keep things cleaner. Uh, because I'm curious. I, I want to ask about what it's like in Canada. And let's, uh, let's call you up, make your next caller. Uh, because I write this thing, you know, I try to make it somewhat nuanced about how maybe the NBA can lead by example of how to live with this when they were the example of how to shut it down in 2020 of March. But I got interesting responses from different parts of the country from one part of the United States or from different parts. They were saying, hey, man, we already live like this doesn't exist. This doesn't exist. What you're describing. What, what you're describing facts. is. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. I live in the South, man. We make jokes in <laughs> about how, hey, have you gone to South Carolina? It, like, when did COVID stop existing in South Carolina? And it's like, oh, May of 2020. Oh. So, so I'm getting that response. And then I'm getting responses from Canada. I'm getting responses from Canada that your opinion on this would be just so far fringe, far right, that it wouldn't even be part of our, our national conversation. So, JF, what is the Canadian perspective? <laughs> So I'm in the you know absolute minority of uh, Canadians uh, where I am uh, very critical of all these policies like um, and like to the fact where mm. I think I was on your call yesterday was it uh, where I told you one of my best friends moved his family to Florida uh, he was a VC with a firm here and former colleague 
Damn. And uh, just with his family to Florida, that sounds bleak. <laughs> well, no, he asked. Whoa, me you went from it. Canada he to is, Florida, like that's... it's it's absolutely. Um, you know, he's he's loving it. Uh, and he started yeah. business there. Like the thing is, he has uh, three young kids, and he didn't want to put them through school again, where they'd be going through their, uh, masking and restrictions, no after school activities. Uh, so that was a, a you know burden weight that went off his shoulders and and, um, and like I said, he's a genius guy he, he got perfect scores in the canadian equivalent of the uh, sat uh, and he went to the top uh, engineering school here um so canada yes majority of people but you know what is very interesting like i said i went to basketball and only half the guys showed up one of the guys uh you know you started seeing more fatigue one of the guys i never would have expected to speak out about it started saying like all right this is enough like uh, what what are we doing here? Uh, so you're starting seeing cracks in kind of the overall population where they're fed up and they want to you know move on from this, and and I think you're how could they not? But I think overall uh, most Canadians are really scared and like you know they assume anyone uh, who's unvaxxed or you know soon to be unboosted uh, is a threat to them uh, and their personal <laughs> safety, right? It's like absolutely like I said we're already like a papers please society. And it, but it's very interesting too. So and part of it ties back to your article about um, uh, NBA attendance. It's very interesting. So we have the CFL here, right? It's like the minor league football um, that's very popular in the prairies. Like in, you know, you'd say like the equivalent of Middle America, right? Like the metropolitan cities here really look down mm-hmm. on it, like as kind of a mm-hmm. lowbrow league. So it's it has like this inverse uh, correlation between. <laughs> What are we talking? Are we talking Alberta? We're talking about Saskatchewan? Yes, we talking? Saskatchewan, uh, Winnipeg, Manitoba. So their CFL teams are really popular. And so mm. during the summer, they were selling out, right? Like I said, they're, it's most popular in these smaller cities. And then they uh, instituted a, a Vax passport on these games. And they just had their Grey Cup and playoffs like a few weeks ago. And there were probably a third of the stadium empty for these playoff games when they were selling out. Uh, during the summer uh, for regular season games when there was no Vax passport, right? So uh, I think inside the country, much like America, you know, where it's more conservative, uh, they are fed up with this. They have much less tolerance and trust within government. Uh, the bigger cities like Toronto, like I, I still have a condo in Toronto, they're, um, you know, pretty insane, like I said, but there's a lot of social pressure to accept the narrative, right? And uh, be vocal about the narrative, like, no. oh my god, like you know, we got to stay in, we got to do this, like that is like the the Fake. you know the present mindset. It's not probably what everyone believes, but it's it's what you have to say to uh, be in the good graces of uh, you know your your clique. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> thank I you. Have, thank I just read a tweet. I just sorry, I just read a tweet from Stefan Bondi from the New York Daily News. Sorry to interrupt. COVID-19 outbreak has Emmanuel yeah. quickly taking extra precautions. Quote, I've been showering with my mask on. <laughs> <laughs> Yo! Is this a joke? Is this a joke? <laughs> no, I think he means the team shower. He's talking about the, the locker room in the te- with the, within the team. He's talking about he can't be serious. <laughs> oh, uh, yo, uh, I love that. Yo, so uh, to speak to the and shout to the Canadian homie that was just on the call. Yeah, um, th- great stuff, JF. To, yeah. to speak to what he was saying, like, so Canada's bad, but Australia is even worse. Like, they went 
<laughs> they went full straight up like you can't even go to the park type shit. You were like during their lockdown, they was like you allowed an hour a day out your crib type of shit. Like that's how anal they've been. And I have some homies who live in Australia and they're just like, no, it's it's absolutely miserable. We're living in a police state for, you know, an enemy that we can't see, can't feel, can't nothing. It's it's Woo. With Australia, I understand it a little bit just because it's an island, though it's still hard to know what it actually is, right? Where you hear that it's this bad, and then you hear that, no, it's not this bad. And it gets confusing in Australia because it's broken down by province or whatever they call provinces. Now, like, look, 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 was I'm going to try to make the argument, and then we're going to take some more calls. I'll try to make the argument against me because I've seen some variation of it. Um, okay, okay, you want to get back to normal, was Well, how about you tell COVID that? You know, how many people are dead? You know, go to a hospital in a major city. But they died. It, like, go to a hospital in a major city, Was they're, you know, they're, they're filling up. They're filling up. You want to be glib about this when the hospitals are, flip, are, are filling up? I mean, don't we have a responsibility to try to save as many lives as possible in a circumstance like this? What would you say to that? I... Okay, well, <laughs> very aggressive. That's not that's not how I actually no, talk. No, but I can get back aggressive. <laughs> I can say, uh, even when we shut this thing down, because our system is so captured by the capitalist instincts, we couldn't even stop. We still had to have. We couldn't yeah. shut the whole thing down. Like we just couldn't say, "Yo, stay at your crib for a month." Our government, the fucking Fed, they'll bail out any fucking business that spends trillions of dollars on ridiculous financial instruments. We'll fucking back them up. We'll back the Brinks truck up for them. How about for regular people to stay safe, stay home? We guarantee your mortgage, your rent, you know, your Amazon, all of that shit. We're going to give you a period of time to stock up on this. We're going to give you the money to do it because we're richer than God. We can afford to do it. Stay your ass home. This is what we're going to do for a month. Everything shut down. You at your crib. We making sure you got everything you fucking need for a month. Nobody's moving. And then we'll take, take care of this shit. We don't do that. We can't do that. So therefore, if we're going to do business as usual with half measures, quarter measures, which means people are going to be in fucking contact no matter what. That idea don't work. It's not going to work. I agree. I feel like we're doing the metaphorical version of the mask on in the it's shower. Bullshit. Right Either we're going <laughs> to say, yo, we're going to stop evictions, stop rent, stop mortgages, stop all of that shit. Our government is rich enough to do it. But guess what? The powers that be like, fuck that. We don't stop money. Fuck that. Get these motherfuckers out here. Hurry up. And so that's what we do. <laughs> And if that's what we're going to do from the very fucking top on down, this is what we're going to get. Don't tell me it's individual people's faults for fucking spending Thanksgiving with their fucking families. That's absurd. You're an idiot if you think that. Oh, you love Donald Trump and racism and fascism because you went and spent time with 10 of your family members on Thanksgiving. Tom, half in the bag, Tom, what say you? I'm reading Michael Mina's uh, tweets now. He's an epidemiologist, formerly of Harvard, uh, immunologist and physician. I've quoted him on a couple articles that I did at NBC Sports just about the NBA's policy on COVID last year going to the bubble. And he's, he's completely turned on the administration's public policy on COVID. <laughs> like, he went from... 
Mm. I, I thought it seemed like he was just anti-Trump, anti-conservative uh, policies, and then Biden took over, and he was he just completely tore him down too. And I was like, what, what's his policy? And Michael Mina's um, policy, he, what he wants is to get every American four rapid tests. Ask every American to test on December 25th, 28th, 31st, January 3rd. And three simultaneous mass severing of transmission chains can collapse outbreak. What he's saying is like what the NBA is doing. Yes, they're going to do daily Mm. testing, but give all Americans tests and ask them to test themselves. I don't know if that's going to work, Waz or Ethan, the idea of like America. Do they feel like... (laughs) No. I just picture like an avalanche of trash on the street. (laughs) Joe, bro, could you imagine the mass protests, like the disco sucks version (laughs) of these tests going out in like Mississippi? Like what? This is not going to happen. We do. It's like we're. We do have a disconnect sometimes where the people who make policy cannot conceive of individuals unlike themselves. Um, Yeah. What? I'm still laughing. I'm still. I'm looking right now because somebody sent me the actual requirements for the FBA. I I know I heard that it was starting to. But to see it in print that the testing policy starts December 26 is just. uh, It it is chef's kiss. Amazing. Um, we'll take a call from from H. H. If you are prepared to be the made the next caller. <laughs> oh, H. Are you there? Are you there? I feel like I want to say where people are from. Just start making it up. Oh, H- can you hear me? Yes, yes, I can hear you. H. How you doing? Uh yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, uh I want to. I'm in New York, you know, I'm in Long Island. I'm pretty close to New York City. So uh, it's it's pretty interesting. I, I mean, I agree with all, all the perspectives, you know, brought on so far. Where, like, I'm in the vulnerable, uh, you know, community or, you know, the vulnerable population that uh, shit could go wrong, right? Because I'm autoimmune mm. compromised. I'm, I'm living with family that, I've, you know, there's a baby here. There are old people here. Mm. So definitely my risk assessment is a lot higher because bad shit could happen to me. But even I, you know, I, I, I got tired after a while. And I definitely feel like, yeah, everyone's tired. It's dragging on long. The solutions aren't great. They're not adapting. And, you know, it's it's a messed up situation where it definitely is on the individual now if you have the privilege uh, to protect yourself. Because uh, they're definitely not doing it. Mm. Um, so luckily, I am able to do that. <laughs> but, you know, my heart goes out to those. Are you in, not to distract from your points, but are, are you in fancy Long Island or towny Long Island? And I want Waz to follow up. <laughs> uh, what's, uh, what neighborhood are you in? Where, are you in Nassau or are you in Suffolk? I'm, a, I'm in Nassau. <laughs> uh, so not too okay. far out there. I'm pretty close to JFK on the south side near the beach. Uh, it's, you know, suburban. Was that like Five Town? Yeah, yeah, around there, around there. <laughs> What's the verdict was? Are we talking fancy or are we talking towny? It's definitely not towny. It's not like if you go to like Central Islip or something like that, where you might run into yeah, some white people with no like, teeth, but it's not like um, an acid <laughs> or something like that, right? Like where it's or uh, Garden City, where it's just fucking rich people everywhere. Um, but it's nice. It's definitely, but it's definitely, trust me, it gets a lot worse. It gets like into shit like wine dance and. Oh, it gets rough in Long Island, bro. Yeah, yeah. 
I can I cannot go yeah. east of me. I'm just like that is wild country, way <laughs> too fancy for me. I'm always looking west into Brooklyn and elsewhere. But you know, like I went to a concert a couple of weeks ago. I was like, all right, risk assessment. Numbers aren't that high. I'm gonna mass. I'm gonna go with my friend. You know, she loves this artist. So I was like, all right, I'm cool to do that. But you know, numbers going up. I gotta be wary. So I was gonna watch uh, the Matrix next week in IMAX. I'm just like, I'll cancel that. And just hold out for a couple, you know, like a month or two. Mm. And, you know, I have my own personal numbers on like what risks I can take. And then I'll, I'll get back out there. But it definitely is on the individual now. And a lot of this shit is uh, clown shit, both by the NBA and, you know, overall by our government. Also, Ethan, I want people well, to have, start having these conversations with your job. Like, like, yo, your job, instead of giving motherfuckers 26 days, you got to up that shit to 35 for COVID. If you want people going in and out, like doing work at all costs, there has to be some fucking give here. Like straight up. You know what I'm saying? Like people need more yeah. leeway to take time off whenever they get sick. More leeway to, you know, take care of loved ones for whenever they get sick. Like, these concessions got to start coming from the top, too. It can't be the exact same rules and circumstances under the old paradigm. If we're just accepting that people going to get sick more, well, which is normally like we're doing, then the fucking powers that be got to step up to the plate, too. Well, normally I'd agree with you, but now that I'm my own business, <laughs> I'm a businessman now. <laughs> You Fuck freeloaders you and you slackers yeah, better not be yeah, taking my no, no more reactionary class than the petty bourgeois. Uh, <laughs> That's a fact. Now that I'm a small businessman, angling to be a bigger business, paying my taxes, trying to cook up schemes. I am becoming an LLC, by the way. It's crazy. I am doing it. <laughs> Try to shelter this money here, shelter that money there. Oh you start having God. some crazy thoughts. I visited my mother-in-law for Thanksgiving out there in in, uh, in Nevada. I started thinking, should I pretend to live in Nevada? Is there a tax advantage? Listen, um, our our friend. Wow, big, I had a conversation one time with our big, friend Harala um, Bob, and he was explaining to me his like um his citizenship status, like which y'all you know whatever tax advantage, tax advantage y'all could whatever figure out whatever however y'all want to call it. But when he was explaining to me the matrix that he he's doing to just like make sure he keeps oh, yeah. penny, I was like, God bless you, brother. <laughs> I mean the tax the tax code is written for small business owners and entrepreneurs and they start I mean I had a conversation with a guy and he's saying hey if you start making some more money what you got to do you can be a business and then keep your money and just get taxed on what you pay yourself <laughs> 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 oh god and, and look even like you know i used to hear people talk about like you know some of my friends like if y'all would ever talk to like y'all think i'm crazy if you talk to some of my friends about like their view about america and the system and whenever they're talking about like a decaying like it's a decaying empire it's a decaying society i'm like i mean really is it that bad like you know i was i was <laughs> i was in santa monica the other day it was pretty cool right but like when you think about just like <laughs> the decaying roads like the shit that makes our society a society right like street lights and law enforcement and the roads and like whatever the social safety net is and all of that type of shit which is like what makes this shit a collective 
whatever you want to call this, like all of the shit is literally decaying. Like all of it. Yeah, no, it is. Every single it's piece getting of worse. It is getting worse. I, I don't know anybody who grew up in the 90s who thinks that America's prestige uh, is enhanced and its functionality is enhanced oh, since no. that particular since that particular point. So, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's getting Man. it's getting pretty crazy out there. I want to bring on Cupcakes, who I believe is one of my subscribers and anybody else who wants to step into the queue. Let's make him the next caller. Let's see if I don't accidentally boot Tom down to uh, what is it? Coach in this. How are we calling it? Steerage? I got the freshman team. Oh, yes. Yeah. Cupcakes. Yep. What's up, fellas? Ethan, not only am I a subscriber, I'm a damn gifter. How about that? Oh, hell yeah. How about oh, that? Oh, wow. Yeah. This is the man that has me eye in Nevada and the tax codes. Thank you so much, Cupcake. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. Um, just, just real quick to defend Emmanuel quickly. Uh, you fellas, you have not lived till you've showered with a mask on, man. That's that's. Uh, <laughs> I was doing that before COVID. Has, has anybody on the call? Fucked, has anybody on the call fucked with a mask on yet? I, I snorkel mask, a little snorkel action going. <laughs> um, so um, you know, none of my friends, none of my friends are are Canadian geniuses. Um, but I do, I do, I do watch mm. a lot of hoops, and for that reason, was I got to admit, I'm one of those Twitter voices. I saw your tweet about the young Turkish fella, and and <laughs> I, and I assumed it was about the game, and I thought the dude's 19. He's kind of good, you know. Like I don't care. Like I get. It. Like that's what's nice about this is you can hear your voice and be like, oh, okay, I know what you're saying now, and uh, and mm. you're talking to. Did you feel? You you felt like he, he you felt like he took a swipe at you is what you're saying. Well, here's the thing. Like I I I get the energy of the people who do the back padding because they watch hoops. Like I, I can identify that mm. and be like, Yeah, that sucks. But also if I'm being honest, like I mean, like people have come on and be like, Yo, what the fuck game are you watching that has an English announcer? And I'll be like, you know, like, uh, so I just love mm. basketball. And, and everybody says, like, no one watches the game. And that's cool. People do it. People like different shit. But, like, I'll watch the full 48, you know? Um, so, but, but, so I don't, so mm. the was this, but, like, what I'm trying to get to is, like, like, the, the kind of online crowd that you guys refer to as NBA Twitter, um, when they talk about the game, like, they they do this thing where they like the the NBA draft and anal, a, analyst that does like uh oh we have to have these cross racial comparisons like you know like like the, there's this kind of baked mm. in white guy thing that Waz was talking about like oh that is, if if you pull that off if you pull off that comparison you are showing that you are seeing the game beyond the game I mean it is impressive. But it's okay. I get it. Not well, every white guy's Larry Bird, but like some of those are stretches, dude. Like you know, like this <laughs> Turkish guy that that we're talking about tonight. Like yo, yo, who does? I mean, he's not Stromile Swift, you know? Like, <laughs> like yeah. so. I just feel like I called him baby you know Jokic, sometimes, and I felt really bad about that. What's that? Sorry. Right. Like there's no. I called him Baby Jokic, and I thought it really bad about. Right. It. There's like, right. Oh, and you guys have talked. You guys have talked before. To the thing. Anthony Edwards too. That's just a fact. Right. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just true. Yeah. 
he didn't come out of uh, one of the Baltic nations. Like, <laughs> oh, let's be real. And, and I Jokic, think, like, Larry Bird. I mean, is that one legit? Because you hear that one. I think. I think Nate Jones. Did Nate Jones say that he might be on the call somewhere? Am I imagining that the Nate Nate made that? I don't even know. I don't know. I like. Yeah, I mean, no. There's great players, and like, here's the thing, because it gets weird whenever you talk uh, racial stuff, and like, I, I just feel like you know, uh, if we're if it doesn't, you know, yeah, to, but though. but if if more people are honest, they would be like. Yeah, we like this guy because he reminds them of us. Like, like you, like you guys, mm, like you've talked about Jokic fans. There's a lot of Jokic fans in the media. Like, you know, <laughs> dude. I mean, yeah, because they kind of like look and play like Jokic. I mean, or or in their mind. Oh, that was a factor with yeah. the Steve Nash popularity among media people, right? Right. percent. Right. You know, it was a factor with the Steph Curry popularity among For sure. media people, bro. Steph Curry, which and, is and, fine. Yeah. Very, very relatable. And, and that's you fine. Think, you like, think I like Jerome McGinley because he's been a deacon? Right. Like, no. Right. <laughs> like, no, so and, like, obvious. it's something weird. And, like, I feel it. I'm not going to act like I'm a – like, I remember, dude, my, my dad's from Chicago. I grew up I, – I was born in Chicago. I grew up. Um, we could it's all right, we could hear it in your voice, man. You, you, have, you have a Chicago accent. I'm just saying. Oh, do I see people tell me? I, yeah, okay, I've I've heard that before. But I, yeah. I want um, you to feel as self conscious as possible as you talk live on this right now. I've heard that before. No, yeah, man, and, and like you know, uh, y'all have different things with your dialects that are, that come through each and every. Uh, yeah, so I, yeah, I get it. You know, everybody Whoa, accuses me. <laughs> no, like I mean, everybody <laughs> accuses me of sound like Tracy Morgan. So it is what it is. That's just <laughs> that's just no, as long as we're talking as long as we're talking racial issues extemporaneously. I feel like. Nobody ever talks. I don't even know if you got one, was, but nobody talks black New York accent. Like that's like a thing. It's a thing. Oh, it, like yes. goes, I mean, it's 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 a major. It's a thing amongst black people. Like it's a, it's a big thing. Like whenever I introduce myself to anybody out here in LA, they're like, "Oh, you from New York, huh?" It's it's it, it, it's automatic. Like it, they don't even fucking hesitate with that. Well, like Denzel Washington, for instance, right. you know, that's a prime example. Nobody ever says it. What is that? You know, why is that not a cultural meme? Why is that not a cultural trope? Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, people, people do the Denzel, but it's just black people always doing it. Yeah, but there's no sense of that's, you know, he speaks with a New York accent. You know, I, I don't know. I'm far afield. I'm digressing. I should take. Uh, yeah. Hey, but I, on Cupcake's note, though, on the Shangun thing, if you watch NBA Twitter <laughs> over the last few years, you've probably noticed subliminally that it's a tape colonization economy. You have to have a tape and get in mm. on it early so that you can always point to mm, yes and say, I was on Shangun Island before everybody else was. So that when Jokic happens, they can say, yes. I was on the Jokic MVP train before everybody was. You should follow me. And I think that's what happens a lot of times. And we even call it that. It's like, you know, uh, Dion Waiters Island, come now because it's filling up. Or get on this bandwagon right. now. And I think mo like most of NBA Twitter uh, posts or tweets are people trying to state claims to things that they can later go and say, I was on this thing before everybody else. 100%. Yes. Yes. That's a, 
it's a Which big again, part of hipster. it. Um, <laughs> As we circle back, yeah. it's just being hipster. Yes. Yeah. Well, we'll see if our next caller has any hipster takes. We will see. Oh, oh, are you there? I want to say, oh, oh, it's magic. Are you there and unmuted? Yeah, Yo, I thought I'm that here. was like a, a chorus to a hit. Hey, oh, oh, oh call- are you there? Calling from Sydney, Australia. <laughs> and can I just say, the amount of dumb oh. shit we did around COVID in this country was just disgraceful. <laughs> <laughs> I like the international Not events only do we this whole. to be mocked, but I would actually encourage <laughs> <laughs> there you go well, uh, I mean. give, give us an example of like there was certain uh, it's kind of complicated to get into but basically like the covid responsibility was given to the heads of each state and they're called premiers i don't know if that's like a senator or some equivalent in the u.s sure and certain sure. Yeah. premiers were pursuing covid zero as in like zero cases is the best outcome and like they won't even accept one case (laughs) one case and they would shut down an entire state of like six million people is it is it different uh based on is it provinces i feel so ignorant you know they're different you're you're different (laughs) stuff you know what do you call it well there's just like states in australia like i'm in new south wales new south wales and victoria the two biggest states and then there's like the rest which is like all the other ones that don't have that big of a population but anyway each state had essentially made its own rules and like victoria which is where melbourne's at they were like super strict on it that was that like you can only leave your house for one hour a day and don't you know you can't go to the shops with your yeah all this nonsense like it was just absolutely ridiculous and now by the way there's thousands of cases every day and there's no rules anymore so we bent over backwards to try and stop this thing only now to just be like (laughs) oh you know what i guess we just did what we could and now everybody's freaking out because of this dumb fucking new variant amara (laughs) crow i'm not i'm not guess where i'm headed after this call going to dinner chilling gonna get gonna get a margarita pizza it's gonna be great. <laughs> Go for it, was. I'm proud. Wow. Of you. I'm gonna Hip, drink a hipster. Yes. Oh, wow. Was the he, he's the food man. You know, he he likes the finer things. He's got he's got you the know, spots. You, you know what's so crazy, Ethan? Since I became single, um, like when you're not with somebody consistently, right? Like you have to start trying new shit. So like you're incentivized to like go like, all right, why don't we try this thing? It's like one of the only fun things you and your mate can do is try new food together, right? Mm. Or travel or whatever. Um, but now that I'm single, I just take chicks to the same spots. <laughs> I just got my own, <laughs> I got my spot and I just what, what, go. What? You know what I was thinking? I've been hearing just crazy stuff about the tickets at these NBA games. And I was thinking if you were single and doing a first date, there are teams where you can get courtside tickets. And we're talking, we're talking 400, 500, six, like that kind of range. For yeah. Both. I mean, I mean, I, I don't know crazy. if it's for both, right? I don't know if it's for both. I would have to look into it. Mm. But I just thought, I mean, that is a first date. Like you, what, here's the point I'm making. Here's the point oh, I'm making. Oh, it's a flex. It will take a bite out of you in some of these cities. It will. It will be expensive. But you as a regular person could conceivably do it. And what a move that yeah. would be as a first date. <laughs> no, see, I disagree. I disagree. 
I think it sets the bar way too high. Yeah, that's, think? yeah it's, it is a bad precedent to set because you're because people tend to think in linear terms, so it's only supposed to go up from there. So now it's like mm. so now it's like you gotta take her in a freaking, you know, hot air balloon or something. He, like <laughs> you gotta get a helicopter you know, like success. You know what always ever since I heard him say it, it lodged in my mind, and I'm not endorsing this. I myself have never uh, handled a gun. Uh, Bomani Jones said <laughs> the most reliable guarantee, uh, guaranteed success is the gun range for a first date. Just because it gets the adrenaline up, it just does something. That's what he said once on his show. And I just thought it, it lodged in my head is, okay, so that's probably the most cost-effective guarantee. And it's a little taboo. I'll say this. I remember the first time I went to a gun range, and I wasn't with a girl, but I sure do remember it. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I remember everything about it, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. Well, there you go. Okay. Well, let's see. Uh, Antonio. Antonio, we'll take a couple more calls, then we'll, we'll wrap it up. We'll make you next caller. Antonio, are you there? Are you unmuted? You are potentially live, Antonio. I tried, but then I ran out of steam. Great. Now we're waiting on Antonio. Hey, we're can seeing. you guys hear me? Now we can. How you okay. doing? What's up, guys? Good and yourself? Doing well. What's up? Hey, um, yep. so yeah, this is a house of sports, so I'm uh, going to throw out my uh, hot take, uh, a lot of COVID talk, but um, what's the chances of Monte Alice coming back to uh, team up with the Warriors with uh, if any of their players uh, hit protocol? No, he's actually, like as a what? coach. Well, they just they just played the Knicks. They just played the Knicks, and I think one of their players was in protocol. I know Curry got the record; they're out partying all night. And uh, I just read somewhere that Monte was trying mm. to make a comeback. Uh, I think he was speaking about Curry's uh, record approaching and talking about teaming up with them again. <laughs> well, that would be some great no. theater, but ownership very much dislikes him, so I, I just can't see it. I mean, some things would have to be set aside because... Yeah, just my, my hot take, you know? Yeah, I mean, it, it would be a lot of fun, don't get me wrong, but I think ownership perceives the great move it made as getting rid of that guy uh, who they did not like very much. Um, so I just can't see it. I can't see it happening, but man, that would be that'd be something to talk about. Ooh. Um, you know what this got me thinking of is... I got to imagine Pat Riley's feeling a certain way seeing Danny Ainge become the CEO of the Utah Jazz and Dwayne Wade just cheering him up, just saying, oh, it's great to have you, GA, on our team. Oh, yeah. Well, why didn't the Heat offer him an ownership stake then, if that's the that's case? That's what I'm saying. I mean, is... there's, there's some CAA stuff happening there in Utah, too, it should be said. I think it's uh, a sneaky a sneaky variable there in the whole Wade to – uh, the whole Wade to Utah, Donovan. Mitchell. Hey guys, I gotta run. My car is here. This was enjoy fantastic. your fancy food, Waz. Be good, y'all. Yes, Waz, fantastic as always. Beautiful on these videos. I don't know what you're doing, but keep it up. Ah, uh, yes. So we'll take one last question. Fully in the bag, Tom. Not even half in the bag. Fully no, dead drunk, I've Tom. Had, I've had one half Sierra Nevada. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Okay, Joe. You are the final question. Asker, Joe, are you there? Are you unmuting? We are ready for you. I am filibustering. I am coming up with things to say extemporaneously. Ethan, did you know that? Did you know that Monte Ellis assisted Steph Curry more than Andrew Bogut did on three pointers? I did not know that. 
that's something that I, I definitely did not know. Um, and it seems inconceivable, actually. It's very, I mean, you would have thought. That's a crazy one. Well, I mean, if we don't have Joe asking the question, we tried. We tried to have Joe. Well, does anybody else want to ask? Hey, guys. Hey, have I managed managed to do it? There we go, Joe. Okay, Uh, we can hear you. Mate, everyone sounds like a total muppet trying to get onto this thing, eh? I'm just compounding (laughs) the problem. I don't even know what that means, but yes. A muppet. Oh, well, I mean... (laughs) It's not complimentary. I'll give you this the hot tip. <laughs> <laughs> so, Joe, what's up? Uh, fellas, yeah. um, I guess I thought I'd just call in for the hell of it. Cause, um, but I'm a Celtics <laughs> fan. And yeah. um, I'm a Celtics fan. And I'm just wondering, you know, we've got Jason Tatum. And Jason Tatum sort of exists in this kind of – he looks, exists in this grey zone to me between – Guys who are clearly the type of people we can build a franchise around, and sort of iffy fellas, you know. So, what is Jason Tatum? Mm. What is Jason Tatum? Tom, I please, I give that to you, Tom, because I'm I'm no longer, if I ever was, a basketball expert. But I want the Tom (laughs) take on Tatum. Yeah, I mean, he can be Paul George. He's 23 years old, Um, like Paul George would be a nice comp for him. It's just a tall, lanky, smooth score um, that is probably going to struggle to be the number one guy on a, on a championship team. But if he's your second best player or your third best player, that's a championship guy. But as a number one, yeah, Boston's going to have there a you go. of about 50 wins. This there you go. Hey, this was a lot of fun. I want to give a big thank you to Waz. I want to give a big thank you, a bigger thank you to Tom because he's actually here to hear it. Um, and so, uh, you know, it doesn't just get shouted into the void. I want to thank everybody who appeared, who called in, if you will. Uh, the podcast will be up later if you want to listen to it. Uh, this is a lot of fun, Tom. Is there anything else? Give us a plug. Where do we find you? I don't know, man. On Twitter, <laughs> my name I just did like a horse Bob Fitzgerald left. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I just, I'm excited that um, uh, an ALS bill was passed in the Senate today, and hopefully the president will sign it and help a lot of people in the ALS community uh, get some help. So hopefully Christmas comes early and uh, we get that done. But that's all I got going. I'm going to go see my mom for Christmas, and I'm very excited about it. And uh, everyone be safe, and thank you, Ethan, for having me on. Well, that's a very nice thing to plug, and Merry Christmas to you and your mother, and Merry Christmas to everybody else out there. Take care, everybody.